Just in time, my um, nightly headache is beginning, which is a phenomenon that has been happening with the intensive mixing of this album because we basically wake up and start working on it. And um, by around this time every night, I you have a headache. Start to have a, You've got a, a headache. hunch yeah. headache. Yeah. You're hunch hunching a lot. They the hunch it. and squint. Yeah. What you going to do? You got to get it done. Uh, which is to say that it is, uh, it's Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, again, not done the podcast on time. Well, we're going, it's going but to be out on time. It's going to so. be out of time. It's going to come out on out Thursday. Tonight. We are putting it out tonight. We're doing so the last minute homework. Technically, we nailed it. We're we do, cramming before the test. I, I mean, that's and, honestly, I, if I learned anything from school, it was that cramming actually is you know, grade-wise, a better maneuver right. than long-term study. Yep. You, um, you don't retain anything, no, but no, you no, will no, no, crush no. the test. Yeah. So. Um, so here we are, crushing the test. Here we are. <laughs> so we are, uh, we're in a band called Summer Like the Season. We are making an album. If you've been listening, you know that this is what we're doing. There's yeah. not a lot to... Uh, you know, think about or talk about or experience in the world other than making albums. It's been killing us. It has been killing um, us. We spent a very long time. I think that most of today was just aligning bass with it, like aligning different bass mics to each other. There was aligning bass mics. There was a lot of aligning kicks that was um a big portion there's an electronic and an acoustic drum kit kick and um that i yeah it, it, that was a a large task but you know what do you know what it's done it's done and it's gonna sound awesome it is gonna sound great uh the details matter the band is called summer like the season which you can follow on instagram you can at summer like the season music you can follow me scott murphy at at a ton of underscore mastering and you can follow this podcast at i don't heart radio pod which is to say that this is i don't heart radio (laughs) this is i don't heart radio uh this could be your next favorite band who is this pregnant pregnant i I like these one word bands i'm loving the one word bands I, I'm I I really love getting away from the overly long band name, <laughs> like ours. <laughs> like ours. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry I us. mean, I love a short uh, to the point. If if the band could have been named just Summer and not, so, I just needed SEO. You know. Right. How are we gonna find pregnant the band? is unconcerned. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, pregnant is a uh, a good name because it describes the sound. Like it, it, this, it sounds pregnant with uh, just ideas yes, and activities. Totally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is this was a fun find. I was I was you know doing my rounds, and I found this, and I it was, I think that I was refreshed by, um, a crazy man. It, it's just it's like a persona in music. That the the Goblin Man, 
is the Goblin Man, the Goblin Man Manic Goblin Creative Man. Mm-hmm. I think is such a a good male archetype. Does for... it have to be male? Because I was about to say that I, I identify oh, oh. as a Manic Goblin Creative Creative Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. So I. I from uh, time to time, not to I'm not day to day, perhaps this morning, <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, even right now. In contrast, so right, what I'm right, trying right, to right, uh, right, right. so what I'm trying to do here is uh, I spend a lot of time go I spend a lot of time listening to music and like kind of like analyzing patterns and trends and stuff, and with the male performer in indie world. It's a lot of sad men. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar, and I have dated them. I don't <laughs> love it as a as, as just like a it's like a crutch. Yeah, it yeah. kind of feels like the Ted Lasso of music, mm-hmm. where you, um, the audience is going like, "I'm glad he's sad," you know, <laughs> like good. Right. I don't want to root for you to be sad. That's not nice. Or right. you're saying you want? Oh, you... I I think that it's like a. I'm happy that this man is sad. That it's like a safe persona to take on. Yeah, yeah. And the... I think that a lot. I mean, I have been close friends and uh, partners with lots of sad creative men. <laughs> yes. And um, to and you know everyone gets sad and like I I'm not I'm but when it becomes your persona and your personality, I think that a lot of people think of it as a um like a, a way that they're kind of getting out of the way and it's that they're really vulnerable and open and it truly manifests in actually forcing others around you to be mothers that didn't sign up for that role. Right. <laughs> and uh, which I, you know, whatever. It's it's late, and we've been working on this album a lot. I'm not saying that you can't be sad, right. but it's <laughs> when <laughs> you can be sad. Fine. There's lot, no, no, no. I guess it's just like it's it, good to be sad. Well, it's correct. There's lots of stuff to be sad about. Oh, and, and yeah. It would be sort of absurd to never be sad. Um, I guess it just can't be the entirety, the entirety of who you are. The entirety of... It, well, it isn't, I guess. Right. It's not That's kind of, It's sad. like a lie. It's exactly. Ted Lasso isn't always nice. <laughs> this boy isn't always sad. Uh-huh. That's what I'm trying to say. Except for Elliot Smith. He was well, literally always he sad. He was, And truly. he's the king of the sad boys. He and is. you can't compete. Mm-mm. Well, okay? that is the thing. He did it the best. And if you're... You can't... You know, there's already the top of your field. Yep. You got to find, you got to branch out. You got to find a new thing. And so when you're, when you are someone who is listening to hundreds of releases a week, like me, and it's just like, and and because if you go through like the discography of what we cover, one of the things is like, you would go like, this is mostly not men. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a mix. Oh, there's a mix, but it's, trends not men uh-huh. because what bothers me when i go through is i go and i you know i i hit a man and uh <laughs> and i'm like okay show me what you got and i'll be like okay good mix good song you're sad you're sad about you know um food you're sad about this car you're sad about you know whatever you woke up and you're sad and this is what you're pre- you're presenting to me mhm 
And it's just, you know, it this feels... release, this next release, <laughs> this following release. You're sick of it, slash it feels disingenuous it after feels a certain disingenuous. point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's it's typically not um saying it's it's dancer, dancing around actually saying anything. Um so like we did cover a man who has a lot of sad music oh, old and fire. Yes. That was great um, sad. Yeah, that was well, like a, because it had a uh it like had a message. Oh, I, I am there in was a desolate West Texas. Yeah. It sucks. My <laughs> life sucks. Look at all of this that has crumbled into dirt. I am the dirt. I felt like that was proper. Uh, Daddy Trent uh-huh. is... Uh, You're you referring listen- to Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor, our hog daddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've been analyzing... We've been going back and forth with the mix of cl- of the Nine Inch Nails song Closer um, because there is an absurdly powerful bass in the chorus that does not take over the mix yet no. is... It's just... It's a brilliant mix. And so we've we're trying to figure out how Trent uh, achieved such a massive bass hog, uh, and um, we <laughs> we basically spent an entire day slowly moving up a filter where we we're only listening to like fifty hertz and down, a hundred hertz and down, two hundred hertz and down, three hundred hertz and down, etc. So around seven hundred, we realized there was a resonant filter on the bass. Um, which is the secret to Trent Reznor's massive bass hog. So that's a mixing tip for free, everybody. That's a, That one's a freebie. That's what they call that. That's a freebie. That is the uh, Trent Reznor massive hog bass trick. So, so Daddy Trent. Daddy Trent. He's pretty he's sad. He's pretty sad, but it's very productive. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it, it feeds me. And... Uh, Old fire, very productive. But then when I'm just going through a hundred sad indie boys, it starts to not mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I came across pregnant, this boy's not sad. Uh-huh. This boy's crazy. And I think that that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, the music is cool and all over the place. Yeah. It's just this bar. Completely different instrumentation from the next bar. Yeah. Uh, I found the song that we listened to is called Getting Older. It's off of 100% Beef. Uh, Pregnant has been putting out music since 2011, and he's just going for it. He's got a YouTube channel. He's mostly active on his Tumblr still. Uh, Hell yeah. You know, everything's sitting at like 100 views. You know, he's just doing it, and it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, super maximalist, which you know I love as yeah. far as just, like, the ADD brain of I want to hear. Um, I, I don't want to just... What if there was a kazoo here? Yeah, what if say? there... Uh, yeah, that was a... There's a, the, you know, this is another sneak preview of the new record we're working on. It's got kazoo. And melodica. Lots of, t- lots of times in paired and hard panned. Yes, um, the ultimate pairing. Yeah, <laughs> very whimsical. But I, I just like things that... Are, I mean, it definitely has its own sound. That's for sure. It, th- th- yeah, the, yeah. Uh, so pregnant is the uh the brainchild of Daniel Trudeau. Um, they live uh, like in and around Sacramento. Not a Canadian. Not a Canadian. Okay. No relation. All right. So, uh, and they describe it as a it's a musical project that has like a ever changing 
uh, lineup of people, like song to song, album to album. It's always Daniel and then a cast of characters. Cool. So he's been doing this for, uh, you know, 10 years. Good for you. Uh, 100% Beef is my favorite album out of the catalog. And that's new? Yeah, it came out in late 2021. Oh, cool. So, well, this is kind of like a wreck because you've been picking stuff that are like on the it's on the way of coming out. You've, you've had the last few weeks, I think, things were like a singles out and yeah. then the whole album or EP is coming, you know, this one's down out. the line. This 100% Beef is out. 100% out. You can totally get 100% Beef right now. Interesting pick as a non-beef eater. Right. But you just you just you didn't want like it to cloud music. your judgment. Yeah. You I'm really very put that aside. Here. Yeah. My only bias was give me a gremlin boy. <laughs> okay, so explain how he's a gremlin. Is it just musically or musically. is there more? I mean musically okay. Uh, musically. I'm purely talking about musical persona. Uh-huh. I don't know I never know anything about these people. So when I say like Oh, okay, so for like the defending me from the libel suite, would I go like it's crazy? I mean, like the music. I listened to the music and I went like the persona that you have presented, right? In the right. same way that I feel like these sad boys aren't literally sad all the time. Mm-hmm. I just want. I feel like manic gremlin boy is a healthier archetype to artistically inhabit than sad boy. Artistically. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least it's this. I don't think that there are many competitors in the Manic Gremlin Boy musical space. Right. I think Um, that we could open this back up because it does. At at the very least, there's not a uh, a king like Elliot Smith. Right. Uh, Because it's like, uh, you know, it kind of it gave me some early Animal Collective vibes. Totally. Yeah. But. Animal Collector is Animal Collector doesn't have like a like a solitary figure. It doesn't have like a boy king, really. Well, they kind of all are, right? They're all their like individual. Yeah, there's Avi, Panda, Panda, Bear, and the. Uh, but I don't like a. I don't feel like in their own in their own personal careers that they have claimed manic gremlin boy. King yeah, well, status. their their solo music that I know of it's is actually sad. Like, it's tamer. It's much, much tamer. tamer. Uh, unless there's they one... have to form uh-huh. into a manic gremlin like Voltron, right? To to <laughs> to make it happen to achieve that status. Daniel has the full manic gremlin power mm-hmm. in his own hands, and I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it sounds like others form around him to you know, step into that space. <laughs> um, what I thought was fun, I was looking into, because this is this is a project that has um, like a, a long history, but it is done from the love of doing it. Uh, but there are some notable, like really fun things that uh, Pregnant has done. They did uh, Tree Fort in 2017 or 2018, hard to tell from the like literature uh and japan they oh, cool. have their they've got some japan mojo going uh 2018 they did uh, a whole asia tour hit japan a few times and then their next show on the books is october mm. phone band camp doesn't tell you the dates in a couple of weeks, they're playing Tokyo. Very cool. Yeah. 
Um, that's awesome. I mean, like, I think that from what I know, I, I think that there is totally a scene for this type of music in Japan, which is uh, cool to see a band that's maybe not um, receiving a lot of institutional support still going overseas and yeah. making it happen. Uh, that's awesome. That's super cool. Yeah. Throwaways in Japan right now. Yeah, our our good friends. They're very very awesome band. Um, super wild. If you ever wanted to know what it sounds like to have like uh, jazz uh, basis, like a, uh-huh. someone who has the jazz foundation, just play crazy noise rock um, duo. Very very good songwriting. Um, throwaway. It's great. Throwaway. I think again, gremlin energy. I do also feel the gremlin energy from Kirsten. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so maybe these two lovely gremlin rock bands could meet meet up in Japan. In Japan, <laughs> let's I make think it that'd happen. Be great. <laughs> That's pregnant. What is pregnant part two? Pregnant part two. Well, speaking of things that can get you pregnant. I found a dog. Oh, we're going to talk about Jumbo? I mean, I think we should talk about Jumbo. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of surprised that we didn't hit on Jumbo last week because really, uh, as we've said, outside of this album um, that we've been mixing, there is uh, very little going on in either of our lives um, because it's basically all we do from morning to night. But there has been a new character in the mix as far as Scott's billion dogs and i have one dog so there's lots of dogs running around there's here. a lot of dogs uh, a new stray dog with an interesting feature has found a home in in my place. house yeah so <laughs> it, it's been a few weeks now or maybe just over two weeks of jumbo time but we played a show at spread art and the night that of the show i got back home and it was like 1 a.m. It was raining, and there was just this little teeny tiny dog. He's outs- a Yorkie. He's a Yorkie and little a small Yorkie. Dog. Yeah. Uh, and he was just sitting in front of my gate, and I, you know, he didn't have tags. He has a little. He had a little collar that was like a little motorcycle collar. Right. Like he looked like a little Yorkie badass. You know. Yeah, he's a tough guy. Yeah. So. I had to like take him in for the night, obviously, because I'm not a monster. He was cold and sad and wet and mm-hmm. cute. So uh, I took him around the neighborhood, got him checked for a microchip, put postings all over the internet of it, like it I've caused seen. quite a stir because apparently people want a Yorkie that you know that people were like lying and saying it was their dog that oh, it yeah. wasn't because. It's like they probably want to sell him, or there was also some sort there's, of drama with a wanted Yorkie that there's like a five thousand dollar Cosmo reward. Okay, there is a finding Cosmo. If you are in the Detroit metro area and you come across a uh, a thirteen year old Yorkie with a little chipped tooth, it is Cosmo. Uh, they suspect that he was stolen from their home. No. Cosmo is cute. I have spoken to the owner of Cosmo because you know I'm. On you know I'm like I've You're got on the this Yorkie, Yorkie channels, and that seems like a real thing. And you know, find Cosmo. Uh, but that said, um, 
Jumbo does look a little bit like Cosmo, so there is a very um there is an effort from people to like have a male Yorkie in their possession so that they can try to get the reward money. Get the reward because it is sizable. But but Jumbo is not Cosmo. So he is not Cosmo. And then you had you had people like saying it was theirs, and then they couldn't describe the dog. They couldn't say anything about like they didn't have pictures of the dog. And it's like who has a dog? In you know, and you're like, well, what's the dog's name? And they're like, uh. <laughs> Fred, <laughs> you know, like, come on, you know yeah. the name of your dog, bud. Uh, so that was just like a weird few days of people trying to steal this dog. Uh, also, you found out a strange fact about the dog. Right, which would be the identifying feature. Right. So, fun fact about America. Uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, the president of the United States, uh, had a pretty large penis. who, Which he had a nickname for. Jumbo. Yes. He did call it Jumbo. Which is part of the, your naming of this dog. But it wasn't just this. Now it sounds weird like you named the dog after the old president's dick. I did. Well, but explain why. <laughs> well, I just, I mean, I think that people would also, I, th- I thought, I, I think that people would like to know about LBJ's dick. Uh-huh. It was big, and he showed it to people to do diplomacy. That was also part of his uh, yeah. his deal? Oh, yeah, when he was doing deals with the Russians, he would, like, take it out. Huh. Yeah. A real Louis C.K. Have we done a single episode of this podcast we were somehow bringing up louis ck you first strange. off let it be known that, that time it you, was me that was you that one was and me. we were on like a three episode streak of not <laughs> saying louis ck man it's like the game i was i oh you just you just <laughs> so did it sorry. to everyone uh, oh. okay well anyway so jumbo has a defining feature similar he to has a Massive Trent Reznor sized hog. I mean, this dog has like an absurd. I've never seen anything like it. The do- he it's, trips over <laughs> his dog dick. It's crazy. It's so big. He's and tiny, the is, and it's so huge. I it's, mean, it, it's even concerning. if he wasn't tiny, yeah. even if it was, it's not just a proportional thing. Uh huh. It's big. Yeah. And th- what I. Wh- the most heartwarming thing about this is it's 1 a.m. and I've taken this dog in and he shows me his giant dog dick. And the first thing I do is I text you at 1 in the morning and I say, I just found this dog. He's got a huge dick. And your first reaction was... You got to send me a picture of this I dog's said, dick. Is it weird that my initial reaction is that I need to see a picture of the dog's dick? I then was like, You were like, I already I, took a I picture. I already took a picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, and- it, it's not just, this sounds like, like, why are we talking about this? But you took him to a vet. Yes. And it, like, the vet ran out. And shut down the vet clinic to be and it's, like it's everyone, an emergency vet clinic. Yeah, like too. there's a lot going on there. Um, there's lives at stake every moment, and they like were like, "This is important enough to pause everyone's work. You, everyone needs to come see this dog's dick." Uh huh. It's a it's a it's a marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the vet thought it was awesome. You thought it was awesome. 
I don't know if awesome is the <laughs> term. I thought it was uh, incredible. I was shocked. Shocked. I was um, it it I was breath. I was speechless. Yeah, that's that's probably I, the, well. I think that that's the the literal awesome. You know, like the awesome power. The of awe God. in awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. It's yeah. Stick. And uh, so that's you, the vet, everyone else kind of disturbed. But I have been loving life with Jumbo. He's very cute. He's very good. He's very little. He just figured out what toys are uh-huh. like two days ago. Yeah. Talk he's, about gremlin energy. He has he's got huge, the gremlin energy. Huge gremlin energy. I mean, this dog, he, he, when he, he like, because you found him before he has been, you are, you are planning now to oh, neuter him. Oh, he will as, be neutered, yes. Unless if he is to stay in my house. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he has, uh, he has, he's a really focused guy and he gets real gremlin-y about whatever his uh, attention is turned towards. Um, and he spent a lot of time with his attention on a pillow. Right, um, he that does. He was creating some holes in. He has poked holes in a pillow. But then he got a little more wholesome. 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 And now he just has a toy that he yeah, likes. Yeah, he loves this toy. It's it's pretty it's pretty cute. He just pulls it around. and He goes. <laughs> He's very cute, Gremlin. So that's you know that's the side quest of my life. For uh-huh. the last, we were making album. We do podcast. I pay attention to this little dog. Yeah, he's a good little guy. He's a fast learner. We're trying to teach him to open his cage. He's almost got it. He's he's, he's smart. He's a smart little guy. And we, it, from the outside, not from the inside. You right. Know? We don't want to cause chaos. That would be probably not productive for us if he could open it from the inside. <laughs> Though what if he got so evolved that he figured that out? Well, then he'd probably just be a very good little boy. That's true. Because he, he would be, be so smart at that boy. point. Yeah. We just have to take that poison out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that poor pillow. Anyway. So, pregnant, this dog's dick. <laughs> That's what uh, That's what we got. Today. I thought that I did that. <laughs> there is. Got. There's a third, because I know that we can't talk about a dog's dick for, you know, a half hour. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, sure. Yeah, sure. sure we just, can't. We can't. We I haven't. mean, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just think that it's good to note that the Supreme Court of the United States will be hearing a hypothetical case. Can they hear hypothetical cases? They will be hearing a hypothetical case. And, you know, because they've been on a roll lately. They've been doing some stuff. Yeah, which is also, um, you know, it's kind of snuck up on us, the, you know, the Supreme Court doing stuff. But I've heard, like, Ben Kissel talk about this, like, because he grew up in Wisconsin, Uh you know, in the Midwest. And all, you know, for uh, when you're, like, 10 years old, they, the, the church ladies won't shut up about, like, controlling the Supreme Court. It's been like their singular focus. Mm-hmm. It's like all they talk about. They got pamphlets. Yeah, well, they, they... They did it. They uh, did do it, and now it is a... Uh, I wouldn't call it a court of people making impartial rulings. No, it's gotten bad. 
this one's really fun. And uh, though, you know, to just focus on the funny thing, it's hypothetical. Uh, there is a, um, a website designer out of Colorado, 303 Creative, who isn't currently taking wedding clients, but they're thinking about it. And in the event that they were to start doing wedding websites. Can if, they discriminate If against... a gay person. Didn't we already do with this with gay the cakes? Cake? With the so, cakes? Well, so the thing is, is that... I can't... Where this differentiates handle. between the gay cakes is that there was a couple that okay. wanted a cake. Uh-huh. This web designer doesn't design wedding websites and has not been approached by a, a a couple to make a website for them. They're just thinking that gay people might ask them to make a website. Yeah, but wait, so are they just going to reverse the decision, basically, that that's bigotry okay so the the gay cake case was actually like this was they did find in favor of the bigot really yes but the the important distinction here is that they didn't evaluate it in terms of free speech they evaluated it on like the grounds of uh like some sort of like uh municipal law or something it didn't have far-reaching implications for um like what you could do as a How business is it? owner I, I feel like that's not even free speech i feel like it's just like uh like it's a uh, discriminatory right uh so they they very specifically in a wedding cake case uh-huh. did not declare it a free speech thing okay they were just like in this case you don't have to make the cake. Hmm. You don't have to make the cake. Whatever. The Supreme Court said you don't have to make the cake? Yes. Back when the Supreme Court wasn't terrible? I it's been kind of this was on the the cake one was like 3 years ago. It's been not great. Uh-huh. For for a bit. But uh hypothetical website is much worse because it is being evaluated uh, specifically in free speech terms. So the it's your free speech. It's your free speech. See, but that just seems like is is there not something in the, it, uh, you know, I'm no expert. I play right. music, uh-huh. but I do think there's something about um y- about you not being able to discriminate. Well, there are like employers there are can't anti-discrimination laws uh-huh. for sure. Uh-huh. Those are laws. They're right. not constitutional amendments. Okay. So, uh, and the Supreme Court evaluates things as to if they're constitutional. Okay. Okay. So now, there's nothing in the Constitution about discrimination. No. Nothing. No. Not a thing. Well, I <laughs> the uh, the United States cannot discriminate, discriminate based on religion like uh-huh. that is written into the thing uh and uh congress can pass laws uh-huh you know uh evaluating things but that would require a functional congress that 
will and can pass laws. Uh, so right now we have like a series of, because uh, this is specifically challenging the Colorado anti-discrimination law. Uh, so it's a state law. And then that there are many. you can't discriminate. You can't discriminate. And now they're like, what if, but that's not fair. Let's go to federal yes. court to find out if we just could discriminate, though. Uh, and then there there are um, eight. Uh, this is, uh, there is a, like, fun organization funding the hypothetical website okay. uh, case. The, uh, like, Advancement of American Freedom, Freedom Defense Association, Freedom Defense Alliance, something like that. You know, freedom. Uh, and they've uh, triggered eight of these cases at the same time in different states so that it, like, forces it uh, to be considered by the Supreme Court uh-huh. because they're, uh, the eight circuit courts all went like, this is crazy. Right. <laughs> like, at the same time. So it's a whole thing. Um, it's bad. And uh, mostly bad. But what I thought was the funnest part of it is the is fun that, part just bad are we just going no more the bad? funnest part is that it is hypothetical that no one has made this person make a website the they've person just, doesn't even they've have invented a the service they've invented a grievance uh-huh so i think that we should make fake cases <laughs> Because I think that it's imp- okay. it's impugning our free speech uh-huh. that we don't have a record deal. Uh-huh. Straight this, to the Supreme Court. Straight to the Supreme Court. Because all of these, there are all of these businesses that purport mm-hmm. to sell music right. and represent artists. Uh-huh. But if they're not even listening to my demos, right. how can they say that they are okay. doing this uh-huh. thing? I would like to raise a hypothetical suit against Atlantic for ruining my free speech. I would like to raise a hypothetical case against Sony Records. Well, I think it would have to be the other way around. You are the label, and you are hypothetically thinking about... I think it works both ways. Really? I think it works <laughs> both ways, okay. because it's it's uh, it's gobbledygook either way. Right. Yeah. Has there ever been another hypothetical case? Is this a? I I was even... trying to find the answer and I can't find a good one because like every like the way we have an adversarial uh, like legal system mm-hmm. where you have to have a defense and a plaintiff. Someone has to wrong you in order to go to the courts because it's kind of otherwise it's just, it's like a self defeating thing because the thing is that like if you are the website person. And, you know, everyone knows that you are an asshole. They won't ask you to make a website. You'll be known as the town asshole. Like, it's not it's not like I think that this is a very it's a different situation if, uh, you know, all of a sudden a thousand gay people were just like uh, lining up and doing like uh you know, forcing them to make a website. It's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. But they want to know before they offer this service I that guess, they can that they can be a bigot. Yes. About who they give it to. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, but I, it, it 
you know, they're, they're, I don't know what to do with this, with this place. I'm going to become a sad boy and write some sad boy songs. No, we, I think we have to be gremlins. Oh. We have to make our own fake lawsuits. It is a, that is a gremlin thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. I guess that, that is the one thing. They're not sad boys. They're very proactive um, at plotting the, uh, you know, the Downfall agenda. Downfall of freedom. Sure, yeah. Sure, we could call it that. <laughs> All right. So if you have a fun fake lawsuit, please write in. Scott is a fun fake lawyer. At, I he'll am take fine. your case. Yeah. <laughs> 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 write in to I don't hire radio pod at gmail.com. Subject line. Gremlin. Gremlin. Uh this has been I Don't Heart. How can you be so? Hard? <laughs>